Just for the night, just for the night. Shipping my problems, shipping my problems. Yeah, Amazon Prime, living my life like there's no part two. Just for the night, just for the night. Shipping my problems, shipping my problems. Yeah, Amazon Prime, living my life like there's no part. So you say you just failed your exam? Had to contemplate flipping the ground. But then your boss acted up like OBJ. So you had to go and pass in this fade. So please understand now, we don't have to romance now. But can we ship our problems to a faraway land now? Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 35. Uh, we're, we're continuing to climb here. Got another notch on the belts. Feeling real good. Um, we're here joined today uh, with my co-host, uh, Dr. Petty. Uh, he's here hanging out, having a good time. Petty, want to introduce yourself to the audience? As always, happy to be here talking to real folks doing real projects. Thanks, Mackie. Yeah, man, real folks doing real projects. And of course, as Petty said, this is me, Stephen Mackie. If you don't know who I am, ask somebody. Um, so today we're joined by a company called New Cipher, um, which is, you know, it's a pretty cool name given the kind of work that we do. Um, so, you know, we, we have these gentlemen on the show. The gentlemen we have today are Michael Igorov, uh, and John Tux Pacific. You know, he goes by Tux on the internet because like that, that's what cool people do nowadays. Uh, we just go by our handles. Um, so, uh, we're, we're, we have these gentlemen on the show today. Uh, they have a, actually a very interesting project. Uh, a lot of like kind of like kind of really big big name backers. So you know we're kind of we're kind of really curious as to like what this project is, uh, you know, and where it's going. And so without any further ado, um, I guess we can probably start with uh, Michael. Um, Michael, if you could just start off by uh, giving the audience uh, just a quick introduction on yourself, uh, your background, like kind of like where you went to school. And then how you ended up like working here in crypto right now? Uh, right, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I'm originally from Russia, and uh, over there I studied in Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology, and then I actually traveled to Australia to do a PhD in physics, um, in uh, like atomic slash laser physics to be precise. And then I went. Uh, uh, then I went to the U.S. Uh, uh, worked uh, uh, worked in LinkedIn for a little bit, and then uh, started this company, uh, New Cipher. And um, yeah, so um, originally it, uh, uh, it well, it, it was pretty close to what we are doing right now, but was not exactly this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess about that uh, a little bit later. And how and how about yourself, John? Or excuse me, Tux. Yeah, um, yeah. So I uh, got into New Cipher. Um, I briefly worked with Umaki uh, at Purse. I left there, um, mm -hmm. came here. Uh, I was looking for a job, scrolling uh, Hacker News, uh, and I found a job ad for a uh, software engineer at New Cipher, and uh, looked into what it was. And I actually had heard of. Uh, New Cypher previously doing some research for another startup I was thinking about doing. Um, and I found, you know, Michael was looking for a cryptographic security oriented engineer and that's how I wound up here. I love cryptography and it was just a good fit for me. I got to, I got to butt in. I got to ask, I have a, I have a PhD in physics. Like what, 
what brought you to this space? I'm curious if it's anything similar to what brought me into the space. Uh, well, um, it uh, was not connected to physics. Uh, I, I was actually started thinking about doing some startup. So I thought, okay, maybe to do a startup, uh, I would probably like to, to, to go to Silicon Valley to kind of uh, to be closer to, to where, where this to where these things happen. Um, and to get to Silicon Valley, I um, just decided to find a job in Silicon Valley. So I went on LinkedIn and found a job in LinkedIn uh, because you know LinkedIn <laughs> is really good for finding a job at LinkedIn apparently. Uh, <laughs> And, um, you know, after, you know, while being there, I kind of looked around and, uh, um, yeah, figured, figured stuff out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I was doing, at the time I was doing, uh, like before going, just before going to the U S I was doing a postdoc position in Australia. And now, and now that you're uh, here with, uh, uh, new cipher, um, uh, let's, just go, let's just go ahead and like move forward and sort of try and get an idea for the audience of what it is you guys are working on. So I'll probably get a little bit of information from like both of you guys. Um, so so uh, let's go ahead and start with Michael. Uh, Michael, uh, kind of just give us give us a, an overview of what New Cipher is, and then we'll go to Tux for further information too. All right. Yeah. So New Cipher is uh, in a way a decentralized key management system. Um, or maybe to explain uh, to explain it simpler. Um, you don't have to be simple for us, but feel free if you would like, like to. Uh, yeah. So, um, if to explain in simple words, uh, it's just a way for you to uh, grant access to to your encrypted stuff to people who have completely different encryption keys. Um, so that you don't have to share your secret keys with anybody and you don't have to like decrypt and encrypt uh, your stuff on your side uh, again and again. So you can delegate this to decentralized key management system and you can revoke access and stuff like that. So it's kind of access management uh, over encrypted data without uh, the network ever seeing clear text data. Okay, okay, a good way to understand it would uh, also be um, uh, like is what else currently um, does something similar like this uh, in, yeah. in like normal Silicon Valley? I would probably compare that to uh, to how TLS works today. Imagine you want to share something with somebody over TLS. So you mm -hmm. have a centralized server which sees everything, let's say your files, right? Well, let's say Dropbox, right? You upload your files to Dropbox, Dropbox stores them, and you want to grant access to these files to somebody else. So you establish TLS connection with Dropbox, somebody else establishes a TLS connection with Dropbox, and you have this encryption over the wire, but on the Dropbox, everything is decrypted, and pretty much Dropbox uh, have, you know, decrypts data when it comes from you stores that data and encrypts when it sends to somebody else uh, using some session keys. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, in the centralized world, there are no centralized servers. So you don't uh, have any trusted third party to expose the data to, and probably you don't want to. So uh, you have, uh, uh, you, you store everything uh, encrypted uh, um, with uh, with your key, and then uh, somebody else can read data with their key if you allow them to read, 
and just this decentralized system facilitates transformation for them. Uh, so, and you can imagine multiple products using that, be it like either file sharing or like decentralized uh, group chats where, you know, multiple people with completely different encryption keys, uh, you know, gather um, in one chat room. Or it could be, you could be sharing your medical data with your, with doctors or, um, yeah, so something like that. Ah, I got it here. So multiple, multiple applications here. So you guys yeah. would definitely consider yourselves trying to fall under the umbrella of, you know, quote unquote, protocol tokens. Like you have, exactly. like a, yeah. basically you're trying to, you're trying to replace some core, like pre-existing major part of today's internet infrastructure. And you hope to like get in, get in early and let that be somewhat of a standard. Pretty much. Yes. Got it. Got it. All right. So, so uh, now that we got, now we got that version from you. Let's 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 go towards Tux. Tux. Is there anything you want to add here? Basically, as far as like, you know, how uh, how New Cipher, I guess, would either plan to expand further, you know, with this with this product, like going forward, or just if, if there's anything you want to add that you think you didn't touch on. Sure. Um, so one of the big things too in the security community, in the information security community that we have, um, what New Cipher uh, plays on is actually pretty incredible. It's it's pretty novel and actually very revolutionary in my opinion because it's decentralized key management and their amazon google uh big actors like that usually have their own uh system so people might store their uh, their keys through like uh aws key management or google's key uh, cloud uh key management and but that requires ultimately the trust of google as well um and maybe uh if they aren't like maybe they they don't trust Google to give that up to the government if they don't want or if they want or something like that. Um, with New Cipher, we it's trustless. Um, it's distributed, so no one person has access to your keys, and they are encrypted, so nobody can actually access that, um, and which is pretty revolutionary uh, mm -hmm. because before mm -hmm. this, we've always had to trust centralized services like Amazon and Google for those specific things. Um, and in this case, we're giving you, the user, control over your data exclusively. Um, yeah, so that's that's like the one major uh, drawing thing for me. Before I joined New Cipher, um, I would talk to my friends in the information security community, and pretty much all of them, when I told them what it was, immediately was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Uh, most of most infosec people, at least in my experience, are pretty uh, cynical, which is interesting or, or um, suspicious of blockchain technology. And it's mostly because of uh, false blockchain startups, in my opinion, who are trying to, you know, raise a huge ICO round uh, to, you know, gain a bunch of money and maybe put out some tech that's not really worthwhile or worth much and, you know, buzzwordy kind of thing. Uh, so, that's a, so that's a given. But with New Cypher, when I told them about it, uh, they were very fascinated and very interested in using it. So I'm trying to get a trying to imagine a specific use case of this general purpose technology that allows me to then get a better idea of what the general purpose technology is used for. Because it's almost if I imagine it like a like a a decentralized Dropbox, but everything is encrypted. That seems a little too homomorphic encryption esque. And yeah, actually. It's 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 actually not too far from homomorphic encryption. I've seen I've seen uh, their underlying technology proxy re-encryption, which we use, 
called key homomorphic encryption. So it's like encryption where you can uh, ask the server to change the key under which data is encrypted without mm. decrypting. Uh, so it's it's close to homomorphic encryption, but not quite. And that's why, because it cannot do arbitrary computations mm -hmm. on the data. And that's why it's not that far away as homomorphic encryption. It's performant. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's one of the main the main issues currently in, uh, I guess, the entire ecosystem is basically key stores and key management. Like we can all say the blockchain yeah, we, is yeah, very we secure. We all need to store these keys somewhere securely, you know, and everyone's at risk of getting wrecked at all the time, you know, having to go through multiple different services and all that compounded additional, like, you know, like attack vectors that open up, especially how everyone can just get wrecked just by, you know, getting in their, their number ported nowadays. There needs to be a more secure way in order to handle these sorts of things sooner rather than later. Right. Precisely. Um, uh, this, this idea that decentralized Dropbox, like end-to-end -end encrypted Dropbox, is only one example of what uh, New Cypher can really be used as. Like you said earlier, New Cypher is a protocol token, uh, and it uses a protocol token, so it, it, it can expand much beyond that. Um, we can use it to encrypt data between, uh, you know, decentralized servers, services and applications, and that's probably going to be one of the, I think, one of the more interesting aspects of it. Um, but yeah, we use proxy re-encryption. It's a, it's a crypto system that essentially allows us to transform uh, ciphertext to be decrypted with another key uh, using a re-key. And there's, it's well-researched and everything, and it's, it's actually quite novel and very amazing. If I can, if I can maybe reframe that, is, is this similar? Like if the idea is I can decrypt data with my own personal private key, and then I almost selectively disclose who can read that ciphertext with a separate key other than my private key? Uh, yeah, some, uh, yeah, really, yes, exactly. Somebody else could read it if you allow them to read with their own key. Okay, that's, and yeah, you can, that, I can and see you can that being all... incredibly useful in a broad range of applications across this entire industry. Right, yeah. And you can always uh, revoke the access as well, or you can have a conditional access, let's say, uh, if, you know, time-limited access or uh, access linked to payment. Let's say if somebody paid for the data, only then they can read it uh, or, like, decrypt it. And uh, uh, if they didn't or if they stopped paying, they, then they lose access. You can do, you can do that, those kind of things. Wow. Now, uh, can I – now, let me just go ahead and ask, like, what are some of the first – like early adopters you see kind of like using this from an industry standpoint. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to aim to be a protocol token, you know, obviously right. it makes sense to get some big partners. So like, what, what are you guys doing to, in, in that direction? Right. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we have, um, a bunch of, uh, new kind of decentralized application startups, uh, uh, using, uh, going to use us mostly for, uh, for selling uh, certain things on uh, on blockchain, um, like um, as an example, um, startup called Datum, where they want to send, uh, uh, sorry, to sell personal, uh, to allow users to sell their personal data um, in a decentralized fashion, or a startup called Healers, which wants to sell, I guess, some um, some DNA analysis data. Um, and uh, um, yeah, and a few, a few others. Uh, also, uh, we actually uh, uh, 
you know, the start, startup from South Korea called Mediblock, which gives uh, medical data to kind of patients' hands, uh, is going to to use us for uh, for their stuff, um, which they also want to build in a decentralized way. Um, interesting thing is that they kind of partnered with uh, with real hospitals, which is amazing. Um, and also we have interesting stuff going on with uh, some uh, large companies, but I don't think I can talk about this uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah. No, it's all good, man. We're all we're in a great place for breaking news. Feel free. Go ahead. Just feel yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I cannot say all, all this breaking news right now because, uh, you know, it's... Uh, um, they um it's too hot it's too hot it's too too it's a bit too early or at least i can say that uh it's uh it's real but um you know not uh, not yet public <laughs> there, about, there are amazing things that are happening how yeah, about this right. let's let's go with uh this this question so um there's there's two different ways in which this can be approached and i think a lot of the new very very hot projects that are coming up are trying to pick one or two or a combination of the both are you trying to enter the space as a supplement or 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 kind of helpful part of a lot of the current infrastructure in a blockchain space? So you're solving the problems and the pain points and latching on to the current infrastructure of current blockchain space. Or are you trying to rebuild from the top and kind of bleed into being the entire stack solution and almost oh, making them yeah. obsolete? Probably not the entire stack. <laughs> Because, like, uh, if you are building a decentralized application, you can totally use IPFS, for example, for storing data and uh, uh, new cipher KMS for uh, managing uh, managing permissions. Uh, or you can use like whatever data exchange or storage mechanism and apply uh, new cipher KMS on top of that. So we we really uh, try to make it as a piece or for the infrastructure, which can be used for both actually decentralized and centralized applications. Yep. All right. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> so, but it seems like you guys are, uh, um, uh, you know, we're working really hard and you guys are like hustling, you know, but you're low key, really hush hush partnerships. You're really excited about. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so that being said, like what, um, what have you guys learned through this process? Um, you know, as you've been like working to like build out the token mechanism, the the idea and design, and kind of like what what can we take back and learn from what you guys have experienced thus far? Um, yeah, I would say, um, well, what I've found curious is that if you are when you're bringing some new cryptographic concept to the world, it's probably the blockchain space is a very good place. Uh, to to get this new cryptographic concept adopted, uh, and an ex one example of that could be like zk snarks. Uh, they are a relatively new thing, and they got adopted uh, crazily fast uh, in the blockchain space, um, and uh, that's uh, something we are trying to do with uh, proxy re-encryption. Um, even though proxy re-encryption is even not as new as zk snarks, I guess. Um, and uh, uh, even like if uh, if you want to sell it to big companies, still adopting a new cryptographic concept in the blockchain space first is uh, probably a good approach. 
So let's say if uh, somebody, maybe it will be us, uh, if somebody finds uh, finds it useful to uh, um, um, a, a useful um, fully homomorphic encryption, probably like the blockchain space would be the first one uh, where to to try this out um, and to get adopted. Yeah, that's definitely true. Whenever you introduce the idea of money as a part of the base layer infrastructure, people tend to get pretty excited about it. And so we, 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 a lot of people jump on that pretty quickly. I, I'm curious as to like, how do people, how do people get involved with your project? What, like, what do you, what, what advice can you give a budding listener on the show? Like, how do they help you build what you're trying to build? How do they, what advice can you give them into getting into the space in general? Oh, right. To, uh, to help us, you, uh, uh, we, we're actually now in a very, uh, I would say, active stage of initial development. But yeah, if we would be very glad to see people uh, coming to uh, uh, to our Slack and getting involved. Um, and I guess all the information you can find at uh, newcipher.com/blockchain. Um, and uh, um, yeah, also we have our GitHub, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, their new Cypher GitHub. Um, and uh, yeah, we are, uh, we would be really happy to uh, to see people uh, joining and, uh, um, you know, con contributing ideas, code, or building on uh, on top of new Cypher KMS, or even like brainstorming the ideas where to apply it. Like, for example, um, I've uh, seen people coming up with uh, interesting ideas to apply um, the this like not to have not proxy re-encryption but something called proxy re-signature, where you could delegate access uh, to let's say uh, to your cryptocurrency to some completely different uh, uh, key pair. Um, so you would be able to let's say have your device having its uh, own key pair. Uh, managing your, uh, you know, bitcoins, and then, um, and then you could revoke access if you, let's say, lose your device, uh, so that it cannot do anything with your bitcoins using its key, keys anymore, um, and that's without having any centralized server. So this is this idea kind of I've seen coming up from uh, from the community, uh, even though. Uh, even though we uh, the community didn't know that proxy resignature even exists, <laughs> but apparently it does. <laughs> and, and and I know Tux because I know you personally. I know you're um, you know you're a younger uh, you know developer in the space. So I, I would be before we get out of here. I would be very curious, kind of your perspective as you've kind of like moved into this space. You know, like been you know working on you know a, you know an Ethereum related you know like token uh, pro, uh, protocol token. So like uh, just can give us some like kind of clarity around how that's been and how's how you've been growing into that. Sure. Um, so I'm 21. Um, I'm a college dropout. <laughs> um, so far, uh, I'm gonna start really what drew me into it. Really, uh, I I was drawn into startups. I mean, I consider myself an entrepreneur. I've I've tried twice to start my own company. It failed. Everybody does. Um, and personally, it drew me in because it's so accepting of people like me that everybody's trying to make it. That sort of thing. Um, everybody's trying to learn. Like uh, 
and as an engineer, learning is such a critical thing. So actually being in this space where everyone is learning at the same time you are. Like we're, we don't know where Bitcoin's going to be in 10, 15 years. We don't know where Ethereum's going to be in 10, 15 years. Great point. Uh, we do know that things are changing and that we're changing the world. And that's why I love being in this space. And it's it's incredible to me that everybody's learning at the same time. We're all building really, really cool stuff. And that's really what drew me into it. I, I think the community's just been so accepting of people like me. Um, especially like you like you guys at Purse and Mackie. You you guys have been awesome and super accepting and you know, everybody's showing me around, introducing me to people. And I've learned more in uh, the past maybe six, seven months than I have in, in years just being in Oh, this yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and especially working with cryptography here, everybody's so open to these concepts, you know, and it's such an accepting and friendly community to talk about this stuff. And I, I just love it. It's probably one of my favorite communities to be a part of, that and InfoSec. If I could, if I could speak to that, like I, coming from an academic background and, and speaking on what Michael said earlier, this this community is more quickly adaptable to incorporating brand new bleeding edge cryptography and technology and applying it to real world systems that solve real world problems than than the majority of other industries or academics like i the people in the academic setting will will love to talk to you about really new stuff but you don't feel like you're making a difference when you apply those systems in an academic setting as you do in this space because there's real-world consequences. And I, I've, I've always appreciated that in terms of like being a part of the space. It's exciting, it's rewarding, and you're potentially making a giant, giant difference in people's lives. Yeah, I would say actually that people from academia, they are um, actually pretty happy to apply their concepts in real world in uh, yeah. uh, in this cryptocurrency community um, and that's that's what uh, actually we experience so we, we are getting really strong research support from um, University of Malaga in Spain where they are kind of rocking and rolling with their uh, uh, open source uh, proxy re-encryption stuff uh, and but yeah, it's uh, um, I'm kind of feeling that when research is happening in universities, it's kind of um, expanding in random directions, um, and it's uh, which uh, so it grows, but not very fast. But then when some uh, um, you know, the industry such as like cryptocurrency industry or like decentralized application industry. Uh, sets the direction like everything starts growing very very quickly in that direction that's a great way of putting uh, it so it's like uh, it's like comparing uh, imagine if uh, you had uh, all the molecules in the in the air instead of going in random directions if they somehow turned it all in one direction uh, all of a sudden then you would have uh, the air moving at like the at very incredible speed. It's a hell so of a force. With research, <laughs> which is kind of directed by by there, by where it's needed. Yeah. Well, this this has been a really really uh, uh, extensive conversation, guys. I really I really enjoyed all the kind of, all the angles here. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about new cipher 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the first time you, you go to the DACA website. I think I was joking with uh, Petty <laughs> before before everyone knew what DACA was or anyone was using DACA. First time you go to DACA, you're like, what the fuck is this? And so the first, <laughs> so it was like the first time, the first time I was like digging my head in this, and I and I was like, okay, like what is what is this for? What are the applications? And da 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 da. And I was like, ah, okay. And I kind of had this aha moment, and I was like, that's great. And you know, uh, I appreciate you guys bringing additional clarity to that, and. Hopefully the uh, the audience uh, you know learn learn a few lessons today too on how all this stuff is going to work in the future. Oh yeah, thanks. No problem at all, guys. And so uh, what we'll have you do is once this uh, project is uh, out there and like you know are, are you guys is this something that you guys are going to be developing over the next few months or like when's when's there going to be possibly something where like somebody can get their hands on it? Uh, actually, I guess we we will have. Some announcements uh, probably this month, but uh, uh, to uh, to follow, I guess you go to nersafi.com slash blockchain. Mm -hmm. uh, there, are, there is a mailing list and Slack and everything. Uh -huh. um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, and starting from then, we are, I guess we will have uh, some interesting stuff getting announced quite often. Okay, well, I'll make sure I put those links and stuff that you mentioned in the show notes so that everybody can see that and get to it quickly. And uh, again, thank you very much, Michael, and thank you very much, Tux, for coming on to the show. And uh, your project sounds really exciting, and I wish you guys the best luck, and I hope to have you back on the show soon. Thank you. This episode of Block Channel was sponsored by Bitcoin Cash. If you love Bitcoin, you're going to love Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is a hard fork of the original Bitcoin legacy chain and features an 8 megabyte block size and a flexible difficulty adjustment algorithm that enables it to more easily handle large fluctuations in the network hash rate. Bitcoin Cash was created and quickly adopted due to its potential to provide a sound store of value and medium of exchange while still enjoying low network transaction fees and security of SHA-256 proof of work. If you're interested, check out BitcoinCash.org to learn more about how this asset can help you and how you can start using it for buying goods and services today. Watch out, time takes all that pressure. I don't know, possible, probable, possible. I believe in Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I've been keeping positive bullshit, I let it go. So I can keep it working, I know that it's gonna pay off. Pay off, play off, I got a different bow. Lamello, Lonzo, and Leangelo. My foreshadow shadow is grandiose, these Cleo flows are setting off. I can't pay attention to you niggas, lost my Adderall. Let me say I'm sorry, Jesus, I've been tweaking. Faith can move a mountain, I've been mustard seeded Regardless where I go, I can guarantee it Toe to toe with demons in my weak and I'm undefeated